You're listening to The Better Way to Strategic Marketing, hosted by me, Tamara Howard. I am on a mission to demystify and simplify your marketing and communication planning so you can be more impactful, efficient, and embrace a better freedom in your business. So if you're hungry to learn better ways into business and marketing, then you've come to the right place. So let's get into it. Hello again, you. Hello, you fantastic listener. You re-listener. Possibly come back to the podcast again. It's fantastic to see you. You're looking great. (laughs) And if this is the first time, if you are a first time listener, um, you're very welcome. I'm delighted to have uh, all the ears present and ready to learn today. What a week it has been. It has been a week since we last spoke, a week since I last recorded, um, and it has been epic, lads, epic. Last time I spoke to you, I had woken up with the sultry tones of Phoebe Buffet. And of course, of course, the sultry tones turned into COVID, (laughs) which is just to be expected. But... Of course, COVID had to come at a time where I had plans, lads, actual plans with actual humans and people. Freedom had made its way back into my life um, and everything has been put on hold. (laughs) But look, that's where we are. That is the, the name of the game these days. We just have to pivot our social lives now after all of our business pivots of the last couple of years. But look, in the old Irish saying, Asher. We will get on with it. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. We are here to talk about Fiverr because I can hear all of the questions. I know all of the questions. I hear these questions all the time. What is Fiverr all about? Do I need to use it for my business? Should I be using it for my business? Oh, where do I start? How do I get the most out of it? What are the risks involved? All of these questions to do with Fiverr crop up all of the time. And I will hopefully, over the next few minutes, demystify the Fiverr process for you. Uh, Because it doesn't have to be so difficult. It doesn't have to be so challenging. There is a better way. There is a good way. And we're going to talk about some of the pros, some of the cons, and what is it really all about. So let's start there. I think that's a good place to start. What is Fiverr? What is Fiverr all about? So in a nutshell, Fiverr is essentially an online marketplace for freelance services. So it is a place you will go as a buyer or as a seller to either buy or sell digital goods and services. Let's just pause there for a second because I just want to say what I'm going to be talking about is from the perspective of the buyer. I am not going to get into the world of selling on Fiverr. So if that's what you come here for, you can skip to the next episode. (laughs) All right. So we're going to look at this from the buyer's perspective. As a buyer, how can you make the most? How can you protect yourself? Um, And how can you just be a good person, a good human operating in the world of Fiverr? So look, Yes, we know it is an online marketplace for the kind of transaction of freelance services. There's a few like it, for example, Upwork, but we're not going to get into that. I'm going to talk specifically about Fiverr because it seems to attract quite a lot of attention. I think it's fair to say kind of by design, Fiverr has a variability in quality that can make it more affordable as a buyer, um, but perhaps more risky as well. So it has this reputation for being a little bit of a Wild West marketplace online. 
It's been operating since 2010. And this is where the name came from because originally it had a $5 limit. So anytime you were going on as a buyer to try and transact or buy services, you would never pay more than a fiver. And that reputation for affordability has kind of stuck with it. So that limit is no longer there. You can spend a fiver, of course, you can spend up to $10,000 on your service or whatever you're looking for. So that limit is no longer there. But that kind of affordability, that reputation is still with it. Now, in 2022, I believe it has over 3 million gigs available on it. So when we talk about gigs, we're talking about jobs that freelancers are selling through the Fiverr platform. So if you can imagine that, over 3 million jobs that are live at any one time. So again, we're starting to see that fast moving affordability, huge volumes of jobs, huge volumes of sellers, huge volumes of buyers and everyone just getting involved with this kind of hustle culture, trying to get the best deal, trying to get the best work, trying to be the best. So it's a really, really competitive space for sellers particularly, but for buyers as well, it can be really hard to know where to start or know who to trust. So there's a few different ways that you can operate with a bit more confidence on Fiverr. So essentially when you go onto the Fiverr platform, there's two ways that you can go about buying a gig. The first way is that you can search through the sellers, okay? So the minute you go onto Fiverr, you're going to see these categorizations of work. So there's a categorization of the of the gigs available. So whether you're looking for audio editing or video animation, copywriting, content creation, digital marketing, design, graphic design, web design, there is so much available. So you can start to kind of siphon through the subcategories and filter through sellers that way. So you are making your way into the jungle of Fiverr and just working through everything is that is available to you. You can filter your sellers then based on the time that they've been on Fiverr, whether they're a pro seller, whether they're a level one, two, three. So you can categorize and you can filter sellers based on their feedback, based on their scoring, based on their pricing. It makes it really easy to filter through and find a seller that might might suit the job that you have in your back pocket. The other thing that you can do is use keywords to search through the services that are available. In the search bar on fiverr.com, you can pop in the job that you have. So if it is web design, if it is WordPress web design, even better, the more specific you can get with your needs, pop them into the search bar and you'll start to see sellers related to that work. So that's the first way that you can navigate Fiverr is to actually go on and start searching for the sellers yourself. The second option that you have as a buyer is to create a brief. So when you go to create a brief, you are opening yourself up kind of like an auction. So you're going to take all of the details of your job, you're going to post them onto a briefing template, you're going to put in your budget and you're going to put in your deadline, so your timelines. That then posts that job onto Fiverr and get ready because <laughs> every seller that's online that thinks that they're suitable to that job is going to start replying. You're going to get really busy messages into your inbox very, very quickly. That is an auction style announcement and advertisement nearly of your brief. So they're the two ways that you can navigate with Fiverr. You've got the first option where you're rifling through the services, rifling through the sellers yourself, kind of weeding out the sellers based on your own understanding of your work. And then there's the second way to create a brief, an auction, 
auction it out based on your timelines and based on your budget. Sounds simple, doesn't it? Well, the trick with Fiverr is trying to navigate the better sellers from maybe the less better sellers. If that makes any sense, it can be really tough to just see at a glance because it can it can be quite overwhelming, particularly if you're creating a brief and, and auctioning it off. When you get those floods of responses, how do you know the good from the bad? How do you know the reliable? It's worth bearing that in mind when you're thinking about that. If you can imagine going onto Fiverr for the first time and seeing it like a fork in the road, you've got two options. Are you going to search through the sellers yourself or are you going to create a brief and open yourself up to potentially a tidal wave of traffic into your Fiverr inbox. So just think of that as your first choice to make whenever you are navigating Fiverr. What I would suggest is certainly for the first few times while you're getting to know the platform and while you're getting to know some of the sellers particularly, use the search function. It just lets you wade through the waters with a bit more control, a bit more clarity um, and a bit less panic. Okay. Use your briefing if you've got really specific work. So that option to create a brief, to find someone to generate some social media for you, for example, or PPC campaigns, any of those super popular gigs, they might open you up to just at an uncomfortable level of traffic. So if you have a brief that's very, very niche, very specific, you're looking for a very particular type of supplier. That's where the brief is going to come in. That's where the brief is going to be a little bit easier to navigate. We're going to talk about some of the tips, some of the ways to get your navigation of Fiverr working a little bit better for you. We'll get to that. Don't worry. I've got you. But let's just talk a little bit about the pros and cons. Let's start with the pros. It's always a good place to start. As a digital marketplace with over 3 million gigs live at any one time in 2022, you are going to be connected to some of the most amazing freelancers available. You are instantly connected with the rest of the world. The world just got so much smaller because we are on Fiverr. So you can be connected with some of the best producers of web design in Brazil, for example, some of the most amazing SEO agents in Bangladesh, some of the most innovative copywriters in London. It's really, really global. You're no longer just working with what's available in your back garden or within your network. You are opened up to a world of interesting new suppliers. And that's phenomenal. I think that's like top of the pro list. Can't discount that. It is such a valuable valuable tool. Second big pro is that it's super easy to use and it's free. It's totally free to go on and scroll through the different jobs, the different sellers that are available. At the outset, you don't have to pay anything. The platform itself is super intuitive. Everything is very visually laid out so you can learn about your seller, you can learn about the jobs. Extremely intuitive. Next big pro as a buyer you can be reassured that there is fantastic customer service available. It is 24-7 because you're operating at different time zones, potentially working with sellers in completely different time zones in different parts of the world. Everything essentially runs and 24-7. So if you have any issues, if you have any concerns at all, you can contact a customer care agent through Fiverr and get support at any hour of the day. The next big pro for me is the visibility. As a buyer, you have complete visibility of the sellers that are on Online. You can see the work that they've done. You can see the scores that they've received. You can see the feedback, absolute visibility from the outside, which we don't get 
Sometimes when working with suppliers that we know through our network, for example, having that visibility, having that insight, having that understanding maybe of their passion in advance can be super helpful when we go to appoint a supplier. The visibility extends to whether we talked about this a little bit, whether you want to only see pro sellers, whether you want to see the the creme de la creme of Fiverr sellers. If you want to filter that and just see those very, very maybe higher value sellers, then you can do that. You can filter your visibility and your insight of the sellers. To me personally, that visibility is just really, really, really important and really valuable. So some of the cons, let's get into it. They're unavoidable, but I've mentioned it already. A potential con is the floods of information that you might receive when posting a job onto Fiverr. If it is one of the more popular pieces of work, if you've got a lot of sellers operating in that area, you're going to find yourself very busy filtering through messages, trying to kind of sort the wheat from the chaff. That can be tough work. So just bear that in mind when working with Fiverr. It can get a little bit noisy, a little bit overwhelming. And there is an expectation of immediacy because we are working with this hustle culture where sellers are hustling with each other to to get these gigs and get these jobs. Often sellers can expect responses immediately. So you might find that you get many, many messages from one seller. If that's not your bag, don't go on to Fiverr. Okay, it can get very noisy very quickly. If you like to take your time and make a decision, this is where we're going to come back to our search functionality to look at the sellers individually first rather than posting a job. So that is a potential con for people. It can be overwhelming information. Another potential con, and I had this in as a pro, so it's kind of a pro and a con. So a pro is that you can have great insight and great visibility of your seller. An unfortunate con is that visibility is limited if the seller doesn't have a great track record of delivery. So come with me on a journey. I'm going to tell you just how this works. If you work with a seller and you're not happy with the pace, you're not happy with the quality of the work and you opt to have that job refunded, you can no longer leave that seller feedback. So if a seller has a track record of not really delivering, making noises, kicking out the deadline, you no longer have the ability to leave that seller feedback. So if a seller kind of has a little bit of a legacy of delay, not great delivery, poor performance, bad communication, and if jobs just don't convert at the last minute, people get their money back, they no longer have the option to leave feedback for that seller. So you only get some of the story. Okay, so bear that in mind. All of the reviews that you see on Fiverr, take them with a little pinch of salt. This goes for every platform like Fiverr. This goes for all of the online services that we use, these marketplaces, whether it's a marketplace for residential stays or hotels or software as a service or digital services. People tend to feel a little bit uncomfortable with leaving bad feedback. So often you see five stars where maybe the job didn't deserve five stars. So you can get a little sting in your tail sometimes working with a supplier that had fantastic feedback, but just didn't hit the mark. We're going to talk about some of the tips and how you can work around that. So another con potentially 
if you do have an issue and you do need to get a refund, you're going to get refunded with credit onto your Fiverr account. So if it's your first time using Fiverr, you get stung and you never want to touch it again, you're going to have credit as opposed to a straight up refund. So just bear that in mind. The pros definitely are very, very strong in terms of that global connectivity to amazing talent, great affordability, high quality, fast work. It's an amazing service, but it operates a little bit like the Wild West sometimes. So you need to be somewhat savvy when operating on this platform. So they are essentially the pros and cons just to consider having your back pocket before you take your first step onto Fiverr. So bearing all of that in mind, you've made the decision. You're going to go onto Fiverr, take your first job. You're going to give it a go, give it a whirl, see if it's right for your business. I have six tips, six things that you can do to hopefully operate with a bit more confidence, a bit more clarity and a bit more trust in the platform. So first things first, and as a marketing strategist, as someone who has been working with marketing briefs for far too long, this goes for any brief that you write. The power of the punch is in the clarity of your briefing, okay? So the impact that you're going to have on your job, the communication that you're going to have with your supplier is only ever as strong as your briefing. So you need to be really clear about what you're trying to achieve, how you're trying to achieve it, and when you need to achieve it. So you need to be very, very clear with your expectations. That is the only fair way to work with any supplier is to be absolutely upfront and clear. If you don't love writing briefs, give it to someone who does or let someone else have a scan of it who's going to support you. It's really, really, really important that your brief is clear. And a tip for briefing in general is to start at the end. So what is your expectation of the end product? What is it going to look like? How long is it going to be? How colorful is it going to be? What does it smell like? What does it sound like? Think of that end product and then work your way backwards. Describe the end product, describe it in the words that your supplier needs to hear, and then think of all of the steps that need to get there. Okay, that's your brief. That's my tip number one. I think it's the most important thing you do whenever you're briefing in work to any creative, to any strategist, to any supplier is to be really, really clear about the brief. Tip number two, if you are working with a new seller, bake in some extra time for delivery. So if this is someone you have never worked with before, allow some wiggle room. You don't know what kind of speed they're going to work at. Yes, you're going to have a deadline on your job, on your gig. You need to allow some wiggle room if there's issues with quality, if there's discrepancies, if there's miscommunications, if they've picked up the brief wrong, all of these things. You need to just bake in some extra time. So if you are working with a very strict deadline, probably going to make more sense to work with someone who you know their work, you know their standard, and you know their quality, it will allow you to sleep better at night. (laughs) We all want good sleep. So don't be sweating on the doorstep of your delivery and leaning over your supplier, sending multiple, multiple messages. Just allow some extra room for delivery if it's the first time that you've worked with someone. What I recommend is allow this job to go to someone else. If it turns out to be an absolute shit show, To use a technical term, if it turns out to be an absolute mess, you need to be able to give it to someone else. So first time working with a supplier, give them lots of space, lots of breathing room. And it's about protecting you. It's about making sure that you can meet your own deadlines and that you're not going to be sweating, burning calories, panicking about a delivery from a supplier. So that's my tip number two. Tip number three, stop expecting greatness for $5. Okay. (laughs) If you are looking for a complete web design, 20 pages with mobile responsivity, SEO baked in, and you're going to pay $5 for it. You're going to get what you pay for. So stop 
stop expecting the world with a social media kit for $5. It's unrealistic. Yes, there's great affordability on Fiverr, but you need to act like a good human at the same time. Be realistic with your budget. Even in the gig economy, you're going to get what you pay for. There is a reason they lifted the $5 cap. It didn't work out for anyone. It was a great way to cut through and make noise, but ultimately it doesn't work. So stop expecting everything to cost a fiver. And if you are paying $5, you're probably getting a very good deal. So that's tip three. Tip four. Tip four is a double barreler. Double barreler tip for you, okay? Save your favorite sellers. Work with them again and tip them. There is the option to tip. It is cultural norm on Fiverr to leave a little tip at the end. So that is my double barrel tip for number four. Save your sellers. You can add them to your favorite lists. You can categorize your sellers based on their skills, based on their services. So save the sellers. Again, because we are operating a little bit in the Wild West, things get noisy. You think you're going to remember your seller. If you haven't added them to your favorites, it may just be hard to track them down again. So add them to your favorites. And a little tip at the end makes you a more appealing buyer in the future. So if they're your favorite seller, you want to be their favorite buyer as well. So throw in a little sugar at the end of the job. Tip five of six, ask for a sample of recent live work, okay? This is particularly valuable if you're getting someone to do some web design. You want to see not just the pretty pictures, you want to see the site live and operating. You want to look at things like site speed, performance, interactivity, responsivity. Ask for recent work that they have delivered. This has one benefit of giving you some recent work and you'll be able to see their work, of course, but in addition, it's going to give you a little insight, a little inkling in how they communicate. So what's their response time? How engaged are they with you? And how interested are they in working with you? So if they're just not really taking this very seriously, they're not responding to you, then I would take that as a big red flag. So have some of those earlier conversations with your seller, particularly if it's a big job, you want to be really confident that you're working with the right person. So asking for a sample of recent work is a great way to start a conversation. It's a great way to get an insight into what they're most proud of as well, what they're most passionate about. So that's tip five. Tip six. Okay, this one is if you are working with that auction functionality, that create a brief that we discussed. Here's a big tip. This is a great one, particularly if you are detail oriented. If you are going to be particularly picky about attention to detail in the work that gets done, this is for you. When you are auctioning off your work through the creation of a brief, put a code word somewhere into your briefing. So a little code word and ask your sellers to repeat that code word back to you in their quote. This is going to show you who has read the briefing. This is a huge tip. I use this anytime I'm tendering work in general. I will put in something like a code word. And it's not to trip people up. It's not to be difficult. But like I say, I'm very particular about attention to detail. So if you can't read the brief fully before you quote for the work, then I probably am not going to enjoy working with you. You're probably not going to enjoy working with me either. Remember, we're not doing this to trip people up. We are doing this to see who has read the brief fully fully. So that is a really powerful way to filter out the noise when you are working with that auction functionality. So there's the top six tips for working with Fiverr. It is a phenomenal space to connect with suppliers. It is a great way to get your work done and get your work done to a very high quality, but you need to be selective. You need to remember it's sort of kind of a pretty easy to navigate, nice to use Wild West, but by applying some simple little tips, a clear understanding and managing your own expectations, you can get some really good work done there. I'm going to leave it on a final note. 
Okay. And this is a strong one. Be kind. Remember, there is a strong hustle culture. So sellers are competing. They are in a very competitive space. So don't take the piss. Don't have huge expectations for $5. Be realistic. Be generous. Be thoughtful. And don't make it harder than it needs to be. I hope you've got some value out of this. I hope you feel a little bit braver, a bit more ambitious, a bit more clear on whether or not Fiverr is going to work for you, whether you want to play the game and roll the dice. If you've enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. Please share the love. The more the merrier. Thank you so much for your time and your attention. Send your feedback. Send your questions. Get in touch with me. I'd love to hear from you. You can get me on Let's Talk at TamaraHoward.com. Have a great week and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Better Way to Strategic Marketing with Tamara Howard. Remember, if you like what you hear, why not tell a friend? Share today's show with someone who you think would really love it. Music on today's show comes from Red2D2 and don't forget to check him out on Spotify. And as always, a huge thanks to Studio 92 in the Mill Enterprise Hub in Drogheda, the newest home of audio excellence.